Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. game officially rained out. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow against the White Sox. Stingers just tipping off the Expo Center against the Calgary Surge. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight and I'm always happy to welcome back to the show the Executive Director of Football Alberta. It is Tim Anger checking in. Tim, it's Reed. How are you doing, sir? Good evening, Reed. How are you doing? I am doing quite well. Really appreciate you being on the show because I know you got a lot going on, so I know we got to get to it here. Uh, we, we teased this a little bit a few weeks ago, but here it is. It is the, uh, the, the Football Canada Cup. I'll start with a basic question, because some people might have this question, too. What, what exactly is the Football Canada Cup? What are we looking at here? Well, it's a uh, it's a 18 tournament, 18 provincial team tournament of the top high school football players in in, in Canada. So, Football Canada is the governing body of the the sport. Uh, they're the main sponsor of the event, and um, uh, you know the, the event's been around for 28 years. It moves around from province to province, but uh, we've never hosted it in Edmonton. And uh, you know we got some pretty darn good high school football here. So, this is uh, this is our moment to 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 show the best of the best in the nation what high school football looks looks like. All right. Well, so th- there'll be some high caliber. So is it all players who just uh, graduated? Could it be anybody in high school? What are the rosters composed of? Well, they, the cutoff is U18. We, we Once upon a time, we did graduating players. But, you know, it, it's actually a nice little uh, little little group. So you're basically dealing with grade 10s and 11s. Uh, because the grade 12s, you know, my, they're, they're kind of busy sorting out where they're going to go to school next year, where they're going to start their lives and all this stuff. So, so this is really good. And it's also a recruiting bonanza for, uh, for universities out there. Uh, because they come here and they get, they, they get a taste for what, uh, what, what's out there in every province and uh, can spend, um, you know, the fall recruiting these kids because they're all going back to high school next year. Okay. So eight-team tournaments, so are we looking at a traditional kind of bracket? You know, you quarterfinal, semifinal, final with a loser's bracket as well? Or how does it work? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's precisely it. So you have every province in Canada except for PEI and Newfoundland for, for obvious reasons. And, um, uh, yeah, it, uh, you're seeded on the basis of how you did last year. Uh, Alberta was in the gold medal final last year, but we lost. So that makes us number two. Uh, and we go against number seven, Nova Scotia. Uh, the defending three-time champion is Saskatchewan, of, of all things. And uh, they <laughs> they get to go against New Brunswick. So uh, the, the the middle two games in the first round will be, be quite uh, exciting too because you've got Quebec versus Manitoba and BC Ontario. Uh, those will be, you know, the the the, the, the top six uh, provinces. And, and I'm not disparaging the East Coast provinces by any stretch of the imagination, but they know they're they're in tough every time they get in this thing. There, there was that one miracle moment in 2011 where Nova Scotia did beat us in the first round. Uh, but you know, normally they take their lumps in the first round and they go hunting in the uh, in the uh, semifinal round and the final round for uh, for fifth place but but the top six teams any any one of them can win 
All right. Well, I was trying. I was going to ask you who is usually a power in this, and uh, I'm just looking at the final standings from 2022: Sask, Alberta, Quebec, Ontario, BC, Manitoba, Nova Scotia, New New Brunswick. I mean, Ontario's got the population. Uh, Quebec's got a lot of population. Good development. We we got a good sports scene. You know, BC's got. So yeah, take your pick. I guess that amongst the top six, it's got to be pretty competitive. It, it is. I mean, there, there's been waves. Like, uh, we were really strong early on. Um, not that we've dropped off at all, but uh, but other provinces have kind of got their act together. Uh, you know, we won uh, uh, five of the first six uh, Football Canada Cups starting in 1995. People wonder why. And I, I think, you know, we have great athletes here, but we were also organized. And that was kind of the, the, the push. Um, and then, you know, one of the things that's happening lately, like you say, Ontario and the population, they haven't done too well in this particular event because they've been pretty disorganized as a provincial organization but they got a new uh, new crew in there uh three or four years ago and uh they're starting to get their act together you know there's 300 high schools in the province of ontario that play high school football and uh, they're starting to find the athletes so we just they sent in the rosters the other day and their offensive line is is, is nfl like like oh, like six, eight, six, oh, eight, three, ten, and stuff now whether these guys can move or not we'll see but uh but they they certainly uh, will scare us getting off the bus does this tournament get scouted Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's it's. Uh, uh, we've actually had to have some rules put in because uh, there is. This is actually during the blackout period for U Sport um, universities across uh, Canada, but they do give an exception to this event. The, the the university scouts can come watch the first round games, and then we have a recruiting night uh, on Monday at uh, where the the players are staying at Lister Hall, where every university in the, in the country sets up a little booth and and does their best to to work their way through uh, through the through the players. Uh, they used to be allowed to come to practice, but we had to kind of stop that thing because, you know, it would take teams uh, a half hour to 45 minutes to get back on the bus because everybody wanted to talk to uh, big Johnny Stud after practice. So, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute extravaganza. Uh, if you as a university coach out there, whether you're at St. Mary's or UBC, uh, you don't miss this event because we're laying it all out there for you. Like, it's all there. <laughs> we're not missing anybody. So uh, so you can, you can see it on only what is great in your province, but uh, start to, uh, to to dabble in uh, in what might come your way if you if you make the right connections. All right, uh, where can people so the, so the games are what the ninth, twelfth, and fifteenth? Tell me about the schedule, where p- people go, how they watch, all that stuff. Well, if you're a real football junkie, there's four games a day every day on those those scheduled days. The first two rounds will be at Footfield, so starting on Sunday, July 9th, uh, and then on uh, Wednesday, July 12th. Uh, the Alberta game will be the 7 o'clock game both nights. Regardless of how we do in our first round game, we will get the last game of the day. So games are 10 a.m., 1 p.m., uh, 4 p.m., and 7 p.m. And then um, uh, the finals, uh, we've had, uh, I mean, I, I can't sing the praises of the city of Edmonton, the Edmonton Elks, uh, the province of Alberta. Everybody's kind of gotten together to uh, uh, get us into Commonwealth Stadium on Saturday, July the 15th. In fact, uh, I'm there right now. We've had Team Alberta practicing here all day uh, while the Elks are away. So it's just been, uh, you know, brings a tear to your eye to see how, how long, how far we've come with the programming. But on Saturday, July the 15th, uh, we hope to be in that final game at 7 o'clock uh, playing for gold. So are all four games on the 15th at Commonwealth? Oh, yep, amazing. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's, it'll be an awesome experience. The tickets are $15, so it's not, uh, I mean, you want you want to avoy the line the next day, you can buy a tournament pass for 100 bucks or just a day pass for 40 bucks. But uh, if you're just interested in coming in out and supporting the home team, it's uh, mere $15. How many 
players are on Team Alberta, and is is the entire province well represented, or, or are there some? I mean, I know we got two big cities, or are there some hot spots? You know what? That's the beauty of this team is that we've got 120 high schools out there across the province. Uh, clearly, the majority of them are in either Calgary or, or Edmonton, uh, and the majority of the players do come from there. But then, you know, uh, we've got uh, one of the quarterbacks uh, duking it out for uh, for the starting spot. He's from Hunting Hills and Red Deer, and you know he's really good. And uh, uh, St. Joe's and Grand Prairie has been putting out some real special athletes. Our, our starting quarterback uh, two years ago came from there. Um, you know, the the legend of Raymond, the legend of LCI in the South. Uh, we've always been very proud about the fact that, that, that this is a provincial team. I mean, it, we had 460 kids trying out at the, for, in the first uh, go-round. Uh, we wind up with 40. Um, they're just, you know, like Harry Ainley's done quite well. they got nine kids on the, on the roster, but uh, after that, it's uh, no more than two from any program, and pretty much every area of the province represented. Okay, well, this is going to be a lot of fun. So it starts on Sunday, the uh, the final games, including the championship next Saturday. Those are going to be at Commonwealth. Uh, people could just go, what, either to, to Football Alberta website or just Google Football uh, Canada Cup and they'll find everything they need? They will, yeah. We are right on the, the front page of the uh, of our webpage at Football Alberta. And uh, tickets are only available at the door. Uh, we're not as technologically advanced as we'd like to be, but uh, we're working towards bigger and better things in the future. But i got a lot of ticket sellers. So come on down and uh, and, uh, and experience what uh, the best in the best in Alberta high school football, and you won't, you won't be disappointed. Tim, thanks for telling us about this event. This is a great thing for people to check out uh, in the summer here, especially if, if they're football fans. This is going to be some really good ball. And who knows, some, some names. Names you might see in the CFL uh, four or five years down the road, right? So that's pretty cool. Uh, well, actually, I will say some names you will see in the CFL three or four yeah, years down the road. It's uh, not, not everybody gets to go, but we'll have one or five. So Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, all the best, Tim. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Tim Anger, Executive Director of Football Alberta, telling you about the Football Canada Cup. Edmonton hosting, that's awesome. Starts Sunday, then uh, games on the 12th, and then the finals on the 15th. Eight-team tournament, everybody gets three games. But obviously, uh, you know, it's kind of that standard bracket, so somebody's going to go 3-0 and and win the whole thing. Saskatchewan beat Alberta in the championship game last year. Can also tell you, big tournament going on at West Edmonton Mall. This afternoon, Team Brick Alberta was beaten 4-1 by Detroit, so Team Brick now at one and three in the tournament, so they're going to have to uh, rally here to uh, get into the the playoffs, which is which is still possible. But they're probably going to have to run the table here. Coming up tomorrow for Team Brick Alberta, they play at five thirty against CCM Chicago. That is uh, next up for Team Brick Alberta, and then they play uh, Friday at 350 against Saskatchewan. That is at the Brick Invitational, West Edmonton Mall. You'll hear from uh, a gentleman, an Edmontonian, a former Sherwood Park Crusader, who is at Oilers Development Camp. That's next on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063. Derek, let's get caught up. 
All right. Well, it uh, looks like we're going to switch gears and talk Oilers here. So, uh, first of all, I think it's going to become increasingly difficult. I should say this is a text, by the way. This isn't my opinion. Uh, I think it's going to become increasingly difficult for the te- for teams with high-paid superstars to win the Stanley Cup. The Oilers have too much money tied up in Connor and Leon, and Leon's salary might nearly double if he decides to stay. The Leafs, too, have rep- repeatedly failed despite having high-priced talent. I think Vegas is the new model for success, a team full of above-average players rather than two great players and not much else. That's from Laserface Larry. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I think some teams with some superstars and high-paid players like Colorado and Tampa Bay have been able to win the Stanley Cup. But Vegas, very admirable what they did. All right. Uh, Reed, how many of the existing Oilers have went through arbitration and are still on the team today? Seems like any player taking this path doesn't last long on any team. Wasn't the last Oiler Yamamoto? Thanks, Ken. Uh, Yamamoto did not go to arbitration. I think they reached a, a deal. I'm just double-checking. I, I, he might have filed for arbitration, but I think they, yes, they avoided arbitration with him. So I don't know if that texture means actually went to a hearing hmm. or filed for arbitration. Often a player files and then and then doesn't go. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Reed. I know some people are not happy about the Connor Brown signing, but we have a young defenseman who started to wake up when Ekholm came to town, and instead of showing it wasn't a fluky part of the season, he's not willing to take a team-friendly contract for one year than get a better raise. That's from Tony. Uh, I guess he's talking about Bouchard? I would guess. Uh, well, I, I mean, look, the... The, 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 the players are operating a system where if you perform, you, you can cash in. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to tell Evan Bouchard how to negotiate his contract. He, yeah. he's, he's worth a certain amount of money, and he's, he's going to try to get it. And if he performs well, he'll get even more in his next contract. As, as much as the players want to win and have depth around them, it's also not their job to manage the salary cap. You know what I mean? Right. So that, that's how I would uh, how I would answer that. I, I, there aren't a lot. Of, I guess Crosby has because he's obsessed with the numbers eight and seven. <laughs> Most yeah. players are going to try to get as, as much as they can. Okay. Uh, last one is comes from Haji. Uh, Read the best Saskatchewan pizza by far, and you can confirm this with Glenn Gulutson. Oh, Glenn Gulutson. Okay, yeah. or Trent Yanni was in Hudson's Bay at the Cedar Hut. Unfortunately, it burned down several years ago. Now the best pizza is the Houston pizza on Park Ave in Regina. If the E can get to uh, can get to Harris, then the Riders are very beatable. So far, the Riders O line has done a good job, but I think their injuries are mounting and the writers seem to find ways to lose at home. And about Indiana Jones, as long as the writers pretend Shia LaBeouf's character never existed, then there's certainly room in the franchise to wrap it up as the Crystal Skull was awful. Which I, I think they did. I don't. I, I, it seems to me Shia LaBeouf is not in this one, and it, I don't think he's mentioned. That was a wide-ranging text. It really was. Uh, the writers' uh, last home win was uh, July 8th. So they won their first two home games. Pardon me, they won their first three home games last season. Then they lost to Toronto, BC, BC, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and uh, Calgary. So they've lost six straight at home. Doesn't rival what the uh, the Elks have done in terms of a home losing streak, but it's it's still a lot. Trevor Harris, like to me, he's a good quarterback. He was here. He's good. He's not great. You can get to him. The Elks got to do it. They did it a bit in week one. 
And uh, they're sent, as Dave was saying, they do have their center out, so they're going to be shuffling things around on the offensive line. All right. All right, that's all we've got we're, for now. We're caught up. That's good. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. We do. Oh, we got another interview here. This is fine. I was at Oilers Development Camp, and uh, I talked to forward Will Zapernick, who is from Edmonton. He's going to the University of Vermont, and he's enjoying development camp so far. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always cool, you know, growing up, watching this team, you know, top uh, Class A organization, and, uh, you know, kind of getting the, the invite, it was a pretty easy decision for me, um, pretty excited, and then uh, just getting to see everything kind of behind the scenes, the room, the staff, the way they treat the players, it's, uh, again, just been a really cool experience, and, you know, can't say enough about the way they've uh, treated everyone this weekend, or this week. You grew up an Oilers fan? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah diehard. What, what players or, uh, or special uh, season do you really remember? Well, you have to remember 06. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was only you know six or something at the time, but can remember remember Pisani, all his OT heroics, and uh, you know a few tough years through the uh, you know when I was kind of 10 to yeah. 15. But then once they started making their runs again, it's been amazing to see downtown react and you know be a part of that. Uh, you know, my dad would tell me all the stories of the 80s when uh, Gretzky and them were winning the cups and how Edmonton was just crazy. And I feel like I'm kind of living a little bit of that right now. So it's been uh, it's been pretty cool to be here and uh, you know see McDavid and all uh, dry settle and all those guys in their prime yeah good for you okay so and you've been in NCAA Vermont the last uh, the three seasons how do you feel you've grown over over that time and how do you sort of enjoy that uh, the the NCAA hockey yeah I think the uh, you know NCAA has really given me an opportunity to you know be a bit of a, a late bloomer continue to work on my skills you know wasn't a top end WHL guy so gave me a little bit of time to go to Sherwood Park and develop there and then go to the NCAA and get coached by a guy, uh, Todd Woodcroft, who spent 20, almost 20 years in the NHL. Um, you know, he's kind of taught, taught me a lot about the NHL game and, you know, how to just improve my, uh, you know, a lot of the little things I look for at the next level and, you know, how hard it's going to be. So it's really just given me an opportunity to, to grow, get stronger with uh, the schedule where we only play twice a week and just kind of round out my game a little bit more to hopefully make the jump to pro uh, at the end of this year. Yeah. How much are you, is it pretty much all bus rides there, relatively short? The schools are pretty close together, aren't they? Yeah, so we're in Hockey East, so it's uh, all Boston teams. I think our longest trip might be five hours, so it's compared to some uh, NCAA teams, it's a pretty easy schedule, and uh, you know we definitely definitely enjoy it. And you know, time on the bus isn't too long, so it's just just the perfect amount. How would you describe yourself as a player? Yeah, I think I'm a bit of a you know an energy guy. Uh, you know, definitely kind of one of those guys that's willing to kind of do anything, whether it's block a shot, love penalty killing, um, but then also have a little bit of skill on the other end to, to finish some chances off, but really just, uh, you know, a guy in the corners that are going to win a lot of puck battles, and then uh, you know, love playing with speed through the through the neutral zone, but overall just kind of one of the one of those like energy guys that uh, is really just uh, you know works hard, tries to tries to take care of his D zone first, and then when it comes to the other end, when he gets a chance, try to put him in the back of the net. All right, so now 2020, obviously a, a lot changed in the world. You specifically, I, I believe you were on a pretty good short park team that might have had a, well would have had a chance to win the AJ. So you have to deal with that. And then the school you were going to go to all of a sudden didn't have a hockey program. So what was it like navigating all that? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, COVID was a tough time for everybody. I think uh, a lot of people's lives changed pretty drastically. My, you know, mine in particular went from, you know, hoping to make a run to looking forward to, you know, going to college to that being all shut down. And then, uh, you know, I was just lucky enough the second uh, Huntsville ended up the program shut down that had a couple schools reach out and uh, really Vermont stood out to me uh, right kind of right from the start. Uh, whether it was Woodcroft and kind of his, uh, his expertise or just the place, you know, the colors. I always, uh, my dad grew up playing for the Golden Bears. So they have the Vermont Catamounts of the same green and gold, kind of old uh, old barn with the wooden benches. And, you know, 16 was open and it just kind of, it all felt like home for me. Uh, you know, just kind of grew up dreaming of being a Golden Bear. And then that's uh, kind of the next best, best thing for me in the NCAA. So it's a pretty easy decision once, uh, once I got down to it. And I've uh, loved every second of the experience down in Vermont. Okay. Uh, what are you studying in school? Um, business analytics and accounting, doing uh, double double major. Oh, good for you. So you're a busy guy. <laughs> yeah, busy guy. It's uh, yeah, the weeks are a lot of, a lot of time in the library. You know, sometimes I have to do it on the road, but yeah, definitely uh, trying to make the most of the four years there. Okay, good for you. Thanks for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Reed. Hey, that was a fun chat with Will Zapernick. He's uh, getting a look at Oilers development camp, as he was telling you. It goes to the University of Vermont, played for Sherwood Park in the AJHL, and uh, some family members who were Golden Bears in the past. Good chat with Will. Hope he, uh, and he's being coached by Todd Woodcroft, Jay's brother, at the University of Vermont. So I hope he's having a good career there. All right, the Blue Jays were rained out. They will play a doubleheader against the White Sox tomorrow in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Up the train tracks at the Expo Center. Stingers hosting the Calgary Surge. It is 18-18 with a minute 35 left in the first quarter. Derek, thanks for filling in for Kellen. I, he's going to have to tell us all. Is he back Friday or are you working Friday? I'm back with you again Friday. He's oh, back next week. Okay, well, we won't hear anything about the wrestling. Well, Scott maybe can tell us some stuff tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that's fun. All right. Thanks to everybody who wrote in tonight. Always enjoy hearing your feedback at 780-496-0063. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. The countdown to kickoff is at 5.30 with Brendan Escott. David Morley will bring you the game action. Elks at Rough Riders. That will start at 7. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.